podcast is powered by monkeyknifefight.com. Page in the dock. You're needed in surgery. Eureka. Hey. Uh, we make plays every day. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. We make plays every day. Yeah. Got the bro on this one. Welcome to the Real Fantasy Playmakers. I am your host, Bogard Scott Free. And tonight's special guest host, you know what I'm saying? He we just paged him. You know what I mean? He uh he he just showed up right now, you know what I'm saying, reporting for surgery. You know what I'm saying? We're about to cut up some fats, some stats, you know what I'm saying? Paging Doc PLC stat. Hey, welcome to the show, Doc. Oh man, thank you for having me. Yeah, playmakers. I uh, I did forget to mention that Doc is one fourth of the Bears, Bruise, and the Bros podcast, a phenomenal uh, uh, band of of fantasy misfits. You know what I'm saying? Fantasy degenerates like myself. You know what I mean? And uh, you know, what I'm saying Doc, he's a he's their injury expert over there, as well as being a a, a fantasy enthusiast slash analyst. You know what I'm talking about? So what we're gonna do on this show. Is we're gonna we're gonna talk about a list of players, you know what I'm saying, that are either coming off an injury or they're injury prone. And it's just, you know, something, you know, something that a lot of managers they uh they tend to maybe overthink. Or maybe they're not they need to maybe if they're not overthinking, then they need to think about it. You know what I mean? Cause this this could affect some of your decision making when you're in drafts. There's a lot of notable names on this list. And, uh, you, you know, that's one thing we that we don't want, obviously, is have a player that gets hurt and, and, and can't produce for you. Also, we're going to touch on that goddamn corona, you know what I'm saying, and, and some and some goddamn, you know, uh, tests that have went left, you know what I'm saying, like some false positives, oh, man, et cetera, man. It's, it, it's something that we're, it's just part of the – it's part of 2020. We have to t- deal with it. We have to discuss it. You know what I mean? But before we get to all that, we're going to go ahead and handle this quick housekeeping. Go ahead and follow me on both Twitter and IG at the GMM Network. Also, follow me on IG at Bogard Scott Free World. Be sure to subscribe to the GMM Network on YouTube. You know what I'm talking about? Hit that notification bell. You know, spike that like. Drop a comment. You know what I'm talking about? Uh, tell us why you fuck with us, why you don't. You know, we don't care, man. Just stop by, drop a comment, thing. You know what I'm saying? Also, be sure to subscribe to, to us at the Run Boys Fantasy Network on YouTube. You know what I'm saying? That's the big channel. You know what I mean? Well, shout out to the gang. You know what I mean? We, we pirates in this thing. You know what I mean? Also, if you want to check out our latest and greatest articles, and we're covering every single sport out there, all kind of isms, fantasy isms specifically. Go ahead on over to Rum Boys with a Z. That's rumboys.com. You know what I'm talking about? Also, want to send a special shout out to our sponsor, Milk and Honey TX. For all your CBD wellness and all your CBD goodness, visit milkandhoneytx.com. And you heard it, playmakers, at the beginning of this joint. This podcast is powered by MonkeyKnifeFight.com. Go ahead on over to MonkeyKnifeFight.com. Use promo code GMM. We'll match your first deposit all the way up to $50. This is me talking to all you playmakers out there that are daily fantasy sports fanatics, daily fantasy sports enthusiasts. This is right up your alley. We got all kind of props. Basketball is popping right now. Baseball is uh, uh, in full effect. We got football round the corner. You know what I'm saying? You're going to want to get in on this prop action. Head on over to monkeyknifefight.com. Use promo code GMM and we'll match your very first deposit all the way up to $50. Monkey Knife Fight, give me money. Doc, let them know where you be reporting surgery at, where they can find you on the social medias and, and where they can find the podcast. Okay, if you're looking for me on social media, I at DocPLC on Instagram. On Facebook, don't follow my personal profile. Go at the Bears, Bruiser, and the Bros. Follow our page. 
check out our Instagram at Bears, Blues, and the Bros. Uh, follow us on Spotify, listen to our podcast, and listen to all the heat we're bringing. Yeah. Yeah, I love it. All right, Doc. <clears throat> well, since it is your first time, you know what I'm saying, and uh, you know what I mean, um, I mean, I know it's not your first time doing surgery. He is the good doc. You know what I'm saying? But I, 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 want, I want to get my audience a little more familiar with you. You know what I'm saying? So go ahead and let us know where you're from, a little bit about yourself. You know what I'm saying? I mean, how long you've been doing this fantasy shit and uh, basically how you got this whole thing started. You know what I mean? With, the, with you know, being a content creator and whatnot. Okay. Well, I am from the northwest suburbs of Chicago. Okay. Chi-town stand-up. Always, uh, I live up in Wakanda forever. It mm-hmm. actually is Wakanda, people. Th- people think I'm joking when I say it. Yeah, it I know. I thought Wakanda. you was, too. The first time I was like, yo, where are you from in Chicago? You're like, I'm from Wakanda. <laughs> right. Exactly. And I always do the Wakanda forever, just so people think I'm screwing with them. Yeah. Um, I have loved football my whole life. I love other sports as well, but football's number one. I didn't actually play fantasy football until my, I don't know, until I went away to college. And I was like 23, and uh, my roommates were like, you love football, but you've never played fantasy football? And I was like, no, I never played. I just enjoy watching. And they're like, you got to play. So they got me into it. And, uh, I was hooked from then, and so I just, you know, like I said, you I ain't think lying. I've been in a league. That is some shit, man. I used to think it was kind of corny, and only nerds fucked with it. Soon as I, soon as I played, bro, I was exactly. I, I, was I thought I thought it was good. a nerd thing. Yeah, I thought, well, because you know, fantasy baseball—that's definitely a nerd thing. Like you know, in, in the, especially back then, you know what I mean. Like the only people I knew that was fucking around. With fantasy shit, with some like some mathematician nerd type motherfuckers, and there's nothing wrong with that. I'm just saying that that's what I my assumption was. As soon as I got down, I was like, holy shit! Like I was in like two leagues the first year I played. The next year, I already bumped it up to like five. I was like, fuck that! I need I need all the fantasy. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, I know what I know what that's like. And so yeah, that's how I got into fantasy. Uh, as far as the podcast goes, I wanted to start my own podcast for a while, and I was talking to Johnny Handsome, which, by the way, that's his real name, Johnny Handsome. It's not Smoking Jay. <laughs> Johnny Handsome. It's, he's the best-looking guy I work with. No <laughs> Hey, he's a good-looking man. Shout-out to Smoking Jay. That's yeah, uh, right. Shout-out to Smoking Jay, Fantasy Fornicator. Yeah. Anyway, handsome, jo- so, handsome Johnny himself. Yeah, that's right. And so we always talk about sports. We talk about life, everything. And he told me he was on a podcast with you. It was his first time on with you. And I listened to it. And I called him up after I sent him a text. And I was like, girl, I don't know what your plans are in the future. Are you doing a podcast? But when you do it, I want to be in it with you. Nice. Like, I got to I I said I got to roll with you. So wait, because I've heard I've heard you touch on this story before. So you mean that was one of the deciding moments when you when you heard me in his episode? Hundred percent. No. I mean, I I knew that he had his shit together. Oh yeah. I did. I, I already knew he had his shit together. We talked fantasy all the time. Yeah, this is one. This, this is one hundred percent accurate. When I heard him on your show, and I was like, dude, this guy's going places, and I want to be along for the ride. Love it. And, uh, you know, I was lucky enough to get invited along with the pros, because if you listen to the Bears, Bruce, and the Bros, you listen to the Getting Intimate with the Pros, you know that I came from the outside. Yeah. Those three have been with each other for as long as they can remember. Yeah. Check this out. So, so I actually just I actually just dropped the episode I did with Sweetness today, and uh, in that episode, you know, I was kind of describing, you know, the the you know the band of misfits that you guys got over there. So I was like, you know, you got Smoking Jay, he kind of steers the ship, and then you got, um, you know, you got uh, the two Sagittariuses with um, 
with a sweetness and a, and renegade, or as I like to call them, greatness. And like, you know, they have their fiery debates, and that's always that always makes for great content. And then like, and then you have you, who's kind of like the missing piece. That's what I always called you. Like, you're kind of like that missing piece to the puzzle, because it's like, even though you came from the outside of the, of you know their upbringing, because they all grew up together. You know what I'm saying? It's kind of, you're that you're that perfect contrast. You know what I mean? Oh man, I the, I'm the missing piece, man. Don't tell me that that's nah. going my head. Hey, listen, I already <laughs> I, I said it on the podcast. I don't I don't I mean I mean I'm, I don't I don't like pulling. I don't uh I don't I, like if you were a sh- if you were shit on there and but you had great advice, I would say that I'd be like he's real shit. But he's the great advice, you know what I mean? Or if you're just complete trash, I would have said it, like you know what I mean? But like I call a spade a spade. Oh, yeah. I call a spade a spade. And, you're and like it, that, that missing piece of the puzzle that kind of brings it all together. You know what I mean? Oh man, I I appreciate that. Yeah, man, dog. So, so yeah, like I said, they uh they brought me on and we've been having a blast. I actually have uh learned how to edit, uh, do the audio editing, so that's uh that's yeah, a little you, bit of fun you, every Sunday. Every Sunday afternoon, I get to do that. You be doing a little. Uh, you, that's you doing a little surgery there. You know what I mean? Cutting it up. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. If you uh, check out my Instagram, I'm pretty sure you'll see a drop from Bogard about Josh <laughs> Allen. Yes, my man, Josh Allen, the stallion, the white Cam Newton himself. Brah. You know what I'm saying? Man, if that isn't if that isn't the most accurate description I've ever heard, you know what's funny, Cam Newton. Well, because I, and I've explained this before. I mean, like, what is Cam Newton? He's a he's a dude. With, he's a big dude, big arm, yep. wildly inaccurate. You know what I mean? And then you and then he loves in short yarded situations. He calls his own number. Goal line situations. Yep. He loves to call his own number. That's Josh Allen. So you know, yeah, call him the white, the white Cam Newton. Is 100% accurate. It's funny. Shout out to my man Robbie. He's he always argues with me. No, it's Vanilla Vic, and I'm like, no, dog, it's the White Cam Newton. That's insulting to Mike Vic. Yes, and because it's like they're built like Cam, you know, Josh Allen and Cam Newton. Those are big fuckers. You know what I mean? Like I know right. Cam, Cam Vic, Newton is Vic was Vic was small and he was super tall. Yeah, and he was a lefty. It was just yeah. Come on, like like. I get the mobile QB and shit like that, but but it's like, no, come on. He's the white Cam Newton. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's exactly. Yeah. Okay, so check this out. What we're going to do here, playmakers, you know what I'm saying? We had to call the good doc. I paged him. He came through immediately. He knew it was a matter of matters of epic proportion. And we're going to talk about some of these players that are either coming off an injury or they're, you know, they're uh, – you know, they're, they're injury, they have an injury, extensive injury history. And, you know, just, you know, some of these guys, they're, they're, they're not where they, where I think they should be talent wise, as far as ADP goes, but, but they're there where they're at, they're at because of their injury histories. You know what I'm saying? So let's go ahead. We're going to set this one off. Let's talk about a little bit about Todd Gurley, man. New situation in oh. Atlanta. You know what I mean? Obviously the arthritic knee. I mean, how are you approached? Like, are are you like and, and Todd Gurley? Let's say this in a single QB league, he's a, you know he's around the you know mid third round. I've seen him fall that far. I've seen people crazy take him you know early third or back of the second. I'm not doing that, but middle of the third, back of the third, and you know what I'm saying I'm, I'm willing to take a shot. But with that injury history, should be like how how, how do you view him? I should say. Oh man. Todd Gurley is one that I have very mixed feelings about. If you listen to Renegade. He loves him. Renegade. Renegade loves Todd Gurley. And you can also, like I said, check out my Instagram and you'll have a nice little uh, drop from him about Todd Gurley. Oh, yeah. But I'll let you guys check that out and figure out what it's all about. And Um, and that's it. Let them know again where that IG's at so they can go find that thing. At Doc PLC. Yeah, at pretty, Doc pretty PLC. Easy. Yeah, the funk doc. You know what I'm saying? Okay, continue. Pretty pretty easy. Um, that being said, like, I get people being a little nervous because of his knee and arthritis or whatever it is. But he is in the best situation he's been in in his career. You ain't lying. I mean, he's got Matt Ryan, easily the best quarterback 
that he's played with. Yeah, he's sure. got the wide receivers on the outside to just open up the middle of the field. Like I, I love his situation. Um, I understand why people want to wait on him, but I can't get mad at somebody taking him in the second round. So, so this is, is like, do you think that with his injury history, it actually gives us a chance to get Todd Gurley at a value in the best situation he's ever been in? Yeah, I think, yeah, I think you can get him. He has the biggest potential to be above his draft position. Like yeah, finish higher than I where agree. he's picked. I, I mean, if he's that. getting picked in the second or third round, I think he has the highest potential. If he stays healthy, there's no reason he can't be a top five running back. Yeah, I, I agree, man. And if the yardage isn't there, like if he doesn't even get, I, I feel the touchdowns will be there though. Like he's his touchdown opportunity is going to be through the roof in that offense. You know what I mean? Right. Exactly. Yeah. I could see that's where I see his main production being. I don't think he's yeah. going to rack up a lot of yardage. And if the Falcons are smart, they're going to utilize him for, you know, you know, save his leg, save him for the playoffs, so you can lean on him in the playoffs. Um, but he's definitely going to be scoring. I could see him being similar to Aaron Jones last year, where a big percentage of his points are coming from touchdowns. Yeah, and if you think about it, too, it's like touchdowns are probably the hardest thing to predict, but... You know, there's when you look at the competition in that backfield that he has, there's none. You know what I mean? So it's like they're gonna get up there in that goal line or in that red zone, and you know the, the touches are going to him. If if they're gonna try to pout, punch that thing in, it's with him. They ain't bringing in Brian Hill or uh, Edo Smith. Nah, fuck all them. You know what I mean? And like Edo Smith. Oh, and bro, man. if I'm going running back heavy, right, and I can get him. Mm-hmm. As my third running back, bruh, I'm I'm loving that. Even if I have like a solid, you know, safe floor at at running back, you know, in the first round, then I go receiver, and then I get Todd Gurley. I'm still not mad at that either. Him being my second guy because of the upside. I mean, granted, you you could look at it like Atlanta has him basically under under a one year contract. They could run him into the ground. You know what I mean? Then then you would get worried towards you know. Is he gonna last through a season like when you need him in the playoffs? Or, I mean, either way, it's it's still a high upside play with 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 built in value because, he you know you get him in that third round. Like, like you said, you're not mad at people going up into that back of the second round or whatnot. But still, I think like he would still be there nine times out of ten in that you know that early third mid mid third. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, if you can get him early third. That's really, that's a great value pick. Especially, like, if you pick, let's say if you have a pick in the top five and you go running back wide receiver, getting him as your number two, that's pretty legitimate. Yeah. Okay, so how about this? Let's talk about let's talk about his teammate, Julio Jones. I mean, Julio, I think, dude, if I remember correctly, he finally, I mean, he played all 16 last year. You know what I mean? Because he's a guy who gets nicked up. And it's usually that same foot injury. He did have history as a track star. You know what I mean? So that turf toe or that, you know what I mean? That, 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 that Those lower extremity ankle injuries. He's always been riddled with these things. And it's probably because he's a big fucker. You know what I mean? I think he's like 6'3", 6'3", 225, something like that. Like, he's he's not a small dude. You know what I mean? And and he's a go up and get it guy. He takes, you know, he takes a lot of... He, t- he takes a lot of a double and triple coverage on even at times. I mean, they're probably not going to triple coverage him that much this year because they have so many other fucking weapons. But Julio, man, like, I feel like Julio's injury history got him in that second round ADP because, God damn it, we all know he's, he's, he's like a back of the first round type of guy. You know what I mean? So second round is definitely value, but... But how do you feel about him? You know his history of of, of lower extremity injuries. Uh, I don't I don't like his injury history. Obviously, I mean, if that hampers him in games, that's not you know that's not helping my fantasy. Would you be? Um, are you comfortable with him as your number one? I mean, this is probably a stupid question. Yeah, I'm comfortable with Leo Jones as my number one. I ultimately, 
I am because because of what his his potential outweighs the risk of being a boss. And his history, I mean, historic. Yes, as much as he has an injury history, he has a history of putting up fourteen hundred through the air like all day. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like that's like I I think also the addition of Todd Gurley. Oh, yeah. Only helps Julio Jones. Oh yeah, I mean, what because are, what are now, defenders now they do? actually have a they actually have a running back to worry about. Oh yeah, so I think that's going to open up the play action. Hey, real quick side note. So I just took a fat ass shot of vodka, right? And I have no beers or no chase. So like, we're gonna go. We're going. We're in for a rough one here. You know what I mean? I mean, it's gonna be a oh, long. Man. It's gonna be a long night of surgery, Doc. You know what I'm saying? Just, oh man, that that that's okay. That's okay. I came prepared. Yes, yes. Stat. You know what I'm saying? Um, it's funny because I almost wanted to go look up a bunch of medical terms just so I can get real ignorant with it. <laughs> but I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> I was like, let me go look up all kind of medical terms so I can like, and all I could think of is stat. I <laughs> just how many times can I say the word stat? You know what I mean? But it's like yeah, you know that yeah. We need the doc stat. We need the doc. The doc stats stat. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Okay, That's so fantastic. Julio Julio's not really someone we need to elaborate too much on. I just wanted to put him on the list because, I mean, I think the fact that people have him where they, they his ADP is where it's at is because of his injury history. Like, I, like I've seen him fall to the middle and the back of the second round is so fucking ridiculous sometimes because I do a lot of mock drafts with like with full of people you know what I mean full of like the public you know what I mean because right. you know if you if you do it on the, with the computer the motherfucking computer is gonna pull them up you know early second but even then it's it's just because it's based on the average draft position from the you know the 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 mock drafting public you know what I mean or even like expert consensus ranking like on fantasy pros and shit like that still has him like you know going like you know two one two two like it's it's crazy but anyway anyways you know what's funny what's up you know what's funny though just a real quick note about julio jones is i didn't even think of him being somebody who would be on this injury list when you told me what the show was gonna be about yeah. it didn't even cross my mind you put him on that list and i was like he is fighting injuries a lot, isn't he? All the time. But, 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 all the fucking but what time. I was thinking, what I thought, he's always when I rocking that cue. He's I rocking think, that questionable tag all day. I don't know how he missed, like, in my mind, just misses the injury question. I guess because he's usually playing through it. But. Yeah. And, like, I mean, you know, when he plays through injuries, you've seen him at times when, you know, whether it's a Mohamed Sanu before they had Ridley or even when they had Ridley, like, he, he serves as a decoy sometimes. That's why, like, if you look at his stat lines, I mean, he averages, like, 70 yards, but then he has those big old blow-up games. You know what I mean? Those fucking 180 to 200-yard outings. And it's kind of crazy because he has, like, three of those a year. So if you put his average, you know, his average is what? Like I said, 70. So let's go 7 times 16. So you know, 7 times 16, so that's 2, 4, 7. So, yeah, so you're about, like, he gets like a thousand. He gets like you know any, anywhere from eleven hundred yards of for, from his average. Then you throw in that extra uh, three hundred yards, you know, from those blow up games, and it oh, that's what always puts him up from the, to that fourteen hundred mark every fucking year. It's crazy, right? Yeah, yeah. It's those those big games, and he always has those like three hundred, two hundred yard games. Oh yeah, nothing with a touchdown. Okay, so let, let, we're, let's go back to running back. Let's go with Dalvin Cook. You know what I mean? Because it looks like not only does Dalvin Cook have an injury history, but he's kind of he's kind of injuring his situation. He's like his situation is hurt right now because he's trying to get paid. You know what I mean? You hear mixed reports that he did report to camp. They say he didn't, or they say he did, but he didn't do shit. I mean, what what what's your stance on Cook, Dalvin Cook? Man, Dalvin Cook because he's been falling too. To be paid. For sure, but like, but pay you, the pay the man. Wouldn't you think he has no leverage to get paid because of his injury history? Like he, they maybe not, maybe he deserves to get paid, but not break the bank, like reset the, the the running back market. You know what I mean? Because goddamn, you know you look at his goddamn injury history. 
He ain't never once played 16 games. You know what I'm saying? Yet last year was basically, you know, what, 14 games? And then they had to shut him down? You know, you know what I mean? Like, I mean, maybe, maybe, you know, it is a Gary Kubiak. Maybe we see more of a split in timeshare. It's maybe it's not a, you know, he has, you know, eighty percent of the of the, the snap count. Maybe he goes down to like sixty, and then because they they intend on making a long stretch run in the playoffs. You know what I mean? Like, because it is. I, I think that would be uh, listen. As a Bears fan, I want the Vikings to miss the playoffs. <laughs> and I hope they miss the playoffs. However, when you're talking like strictly fantasy, or not fantasy, you're just talking football, the smart move would be to lighten his load during the regular season. Put a little more pressure on Kirk Cousins. You paid him all that guaranteed money. Put a little more pressure on him to carry the team. You mean my man Corky Kirk? For the- Oh, Corky Kirk. Oh, my God. That's, that's my nickname for him. I love your nicknames for everybody. <laughs> Thank you. He's the white guy that can't for sure. He be, he would, he'll be out there in the club, but he can't dance. You know what I mean? But he don't care. He's out there still dancing. Like, yeah, look at Corky Kirk tearing it up. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, that's great. Uh, but like I said, you know, put a little more pressure on him. And Dalvin Cook, then, you know, as the season progresses, put more pressure on Dalvin Cook and have him down at the stretch run. You have him for the last, you know, four or five games of the regular season than whatever postseason you have. Yeah. That's far more important than having him in the first three games. Okay. If, you, if you're counting him all season and get to the end of the year with no Dalvin Cook, you get to the playoffs, you got no shot. You think is like because you know he's been falling. Like I, I regularly see Alvin Kamara and Michael Thomas be drafted before him, right? But like, mm-hmm. so now if you if you am in your drafts, if you end up with Dalvin Cook, is it is it now your priority to get Alex uh, Alexander Madison like down there in like the sixth round, seventh round where he's going? Sometimes eighth round as well. Oh man, because I'd have to do I, I more research being, on Madison. I mean, Madison—he's a—he's—he's a, he's a dope talent. There's a reason why they drafted him. You know what I mean? Like, and, and gave him right. gave him a role right out the gate last year. Like he had a role. You know what I'm saying? Like, and then like, and I I think I think if I had Dalvin Cook, then it would be best to handcuff him with Madison. Uh, yeah. But I'm also. But the I fact that he's an expensive, problem. he's an expensive handcuff. He's not cheap. He doesn't. He's not a double digit round guy. You could swoop up and be like, oh. he's not like a Drake with a Chase Edmonds or like a, you know. It, it, and and it's not. It's also not hey, as bad can, as like a Nick Chubb and a Kareem Hunt because that's a really expensive handcuff. Fifth round. To, oh, you know what oh I mean? yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, you get. The, I mean, that's wrong with the topic. You get Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. You can start them both. Yeah, exactly. That's my opinion. Not, not, I, I 100% agree. Going, going back to Cork, uh, I don't know that I want to spend that money on a handcuff for him. For real, though. spend the draft capital. And so I would have to risk it and just have him handcuffed with a lower-tiered running back. I can't think off the top of my head. I'm not sure who I'd go with. But a lower-tiered running back, you know, somebody who's not going to be in the top ten yeah, like a ro- like a Rojo. So you're talking about yeah, like a backup, like like someone yeah. like a Rojo or a, uh, maybe a Raheem Mostert because they're you know they're all in that kind of they're kind of in that same realm. You know what I mean? Maybe uh yeah, uh, uh you know a James a James White perhaps. You know what I mean? Like, bro, I love James White. Me too. So if I had, if I had him as my third or fourth running back, I'd be so happy with that. You feel me? Like it's like. And if anything, and if you, if Cook was your number one running back, and something happened to him, you're like, fuck it, I, you know, I, I have, you know, depth with someone like a, you know, a James White or a, a Mostert or even a, even a Mark Ingram be going around that around that area too. You know what I mean, not maybe not right. as high like seventh round, but he does go like in the fifth, sixth round. You know what I mean? Especially in a super flex. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's 
let's go ahead and switch gears to it to another position we haven't touched on yet. Let's go with quarterback. So, you know, this guy just I don't know what it is, man. I don't know if Jesus doesn't like him or what the fuck it is, but Carson Wentz just gets hurt, man. But like man, I believe in his God. talent so much. Like I love that kid. But it went like okay. so crazy, right? He has such a great talent. And he just gets injured. I've had him as my starter, and that was a miserable experience. So on a personal note, I'm not taking Carson one. It's just not worth the hair pulling that's going to happen for what little hair I have left. My bad, I was just grabbing a charger. No, 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 I heard the whole thing. So, bro, like... Here's my thing with Carson Wentz, man. Like, his value is just, he just has all this value because of people remember. Like, how about this? With a lot of these injuries, it's also like things that stick in people's minds. Like, his injuries were polarizing. Like, people, they remember the Eagles being relevant, especially even the casual fans, right? Casual fans that'll just chime in to playoffs. Even they are aware of that, like, Carson Wentz is never, he's never even been in, even when he finally got to the playoffs healthy, he got concussed. It's like, is this, it's just bad luck or what? Like, it's just, I think he just has, he's just injury riddled. I don't think he's injury prone because that's, that's two different things to me. Injury prone is like Julio Jones, where it's like, it's that same type of injury. Like, he's always at risk uh, for, for, you know, re aggravating, you know, hit some kind of foot injury. But, Someone like Carson Wentz, you know, it was torn ACL. You know, it was it was a uh, it was back and shoulder, and it was concussion. Like he's just he just had he just again like I don't know, man. Jesus it, don't love him. I don't know. He's get, he's getting injured all over the place. Like he doesn't limit it to one reoccurring injury. Like exactly. and that's I don't I don't understand it. And like I said, for me, I'm I'm staying away from Carson Wentz. I don't know, man. It's just. It's crazy. The, I don't know what he has done in his personal life to deserve all the hate he gets on the football field as far as his injuries go. I'll tell you this much. I'm always, like, in super flex, I love him. I mean, and even in single QB, like, just where he's going, because I'm not really a super early round QB. You know what I mean? Like, and, like, yes, they, they brought over Darius Slay, but that secondary is not going to be 100% turned around. You know what I mean? That defense has only been getting older, even though that front seven is one is usually one of the best in the game. They're getting a little older. I mean, I just see them. I you know I see them giving up a lot of points. They're gonna be in in a ton of shootouts. I'm still willing to take that risk. I do worry about Brandon Brooks. You know, missing the year. You know what I mean? Like you know, because that's you know that's a, a, a the right side of that of that line. And yeah, they're gonna bring back Lane Johnson, but he's kind of an injury waiting to happen. Also. Either way, man, I think Carson Wentz, and ever since the ACL, he's been scared to take off because he used to, man, he used to move them chains. Like if, if it was short yardage situations, he used to call his own oh, number. Yeah. Like remember, he was a running fool he, for a while. That's how he tore oh, his yeah, ACL. He was, a, he was a good runner, and then yeah, yeah. he tore his ACL, gruesome he injury. Was, bro, that year man. he was averaging like I want to say like forty yards on the ground every game. It was just like it was, you know, he was he was running. Maybe not 40. Yeah, I, I don't a, remember the exact he was a sneaky. He was a sneaky runner. And yeah. I wouldn't put it past it being 40 yards a game. I'd yeah, have man. to look back, but I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. Okay, so now look, I'm gonna, we're going to fire off like a, a, a trio of receivers here. Because, you know, these guys, these guys, they kind of go in the same range. But we're going to go with T.Y. Hilton. The, or AKA the Hilton Hotel, because he used to always be open. But see, they had to close the hotel down at one point. You got Brandon Cooks, you know what I'm saying? And, and Stefan Diggs. Cooks. Yeah, concussion Cooks and then soft tissue injury Diggs. You know what I mean? Okay, so you want to start or you want me to start? Go ahead, set this one off. We'll, we'll, talk, we'll, okay. we'll talk about each one of them. I'm just saying we're, we're just going to group these guys together. Okay, so I want to I set this in reverse order. Stephon Diggs, soft tissue injury, right? Yep. Soft. I am scared this year of soft tissue injuries. 
Fuck yeah, because there's no proper to warm up. No proper conditioning throughout the off season could, could you know what I mean? And exactly. Like, like that's that's my whole point. Like there's not been a proper off season. The conditioning I think is gonna be off. And if anybody has a soft issue injuries, I'm scared for them. Even with the um during this time of year when you normally would have preseason <laughs> Normally you would have preseason, and that's when we would see guys pop up with the hamstrings and whatnot, and then so you can catch this thing early. And nine times out of ten, when those players pop up with soft tissue injuries in the preseason, I might not even fuck with them because that shit could nag them all fucking year. You know what I mean? Oh, man, that is is so true. I mean, even just a little tweak in one game, and you can see them just hampered for weeks. Yep. Look at Deshaun Jackson. If you're it talking, happened. Deshaun Jackson, oh, it happened man. to him week one. Boom. You know what I mean? I, I know. I, I got him. I got him in a trade last year. He was just part of. He was just a trash away player. But I had him on my team, and I kept hoping that he would just get healthy. Right. And he never did. So, but yeah, soft tissue injuries, injuries scare me. So. Stephon Diggs, I really hope he's stretching and getting some good workout in this season, off-season, maybe playing some uh, black football, get that football shape going. Because <laughs> the last thing I want to see is the string of injuries that's going to happen. And, uh, yeah, I think it's going to be uh, oof. And I, I, tend to, I tend to think his situation is a little hurt, too, because he's going from one of the most accurate passers accurate deep ball passers with Kirk Cousins and going to, like, the white Cam Newton where, you know, I mean, he's he does have a big arm, but, like, Diggs is going to have to really have some good separation or he's going to have to make a play on some of these poorly thrown balls. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, he's going to, you know, he's going to get overthrown and he's going to try to turn on the Jets. And, and then, bam, pop that hammy. He's, he's going <laughs> to... You're gonna pull up blame, and I don't like. I don't wish injury upon anyone. I pray that doesn't happen. But I just have that image of like, because he's another guy too. He's another guy too. I think he barely just played 16 last season. You know what I mean? Like in his career, he's always been just repping that soft tissue injury gang. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Banging that shit. Right. When he's healthy, though, he's a great fantasy receiver. I agree. I mean, I call him the poor man's Antonio Brown. I just, I worry about him with his injury history. Okay, so how about this? You know who, I mean, T.Y. Hilton's kind of in that same boat too. Just He's just a soft tissue injury waiting to, to happen, bro. And like, he's a, he's a type two last year. He got it week one or is it in the preseason, something like that. And he was just, it was just all bad for him all fucking year. Oh, uh, yeah, no, 100%. I, uh... I stayed away from T.Y. Hilton last year, and I was glad I did. I think I was at one point where I thought about taking him, and I'm just I'm glad I didn't. But T.Y. Hilton, I think he has, if he can stay healthy, that's a big if. I think he's going to have a pretty darn good season because that Colts running game is great. Phillip Rivers is uh, better, passer better than, than Jacoby. the meat slab, as you call him. Yeah, the meat right? slab. <laughs> The yeah. meat slab. The grilled yeah. beef brisket, Phillip the meat Rivers. slab himself. Yeah. Phil, <laughs> Phil Rivers, you know, he has his fault, but this is going to be the first time he's actually got an offensive line that can protect him. Very true. So He's going to be able to five and seven think, step drop back, and it's been a while. He's like, oh, I remember right. this. Man, he's going to be feeling so good. He's going to go have another kid. Oh, I'm telling you, bro, he's going to have twins even. He's like, fuck it. Get in vitro. He's going to have, like, quadruplets. He's like, fuck it. Oh, my God. You know what I mean? He's rocking his snakes, oh snakeskin boots, rocking the bolo tie. You know what I mean? He's ready. Oh, my God. Yeah, that bolo tie. <laughs> Remember man, when that I was a three, thing? I got, oh, yeah, of course not, man. I I spent 13 years Oh, yeah. I've been 13 years of my life. So I have plenty of familiarity with the bolo tie. <laughs> yes. Okay, I know what to get you for Christmas, Doc. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, that's great. <laughs> okay, well, you know, and then Cooks. Here's my thing with Brandon Cooks, right? 
is a, it's another one of those polarizing things where I think he's legit only had three concussions. I mean, that's three more than any player would want to have. But the one that people always remember is in that Super Bowl when he was with the Patriots. Because then that one was nasty and it was on, you know, the biggest game, the biggest stage. People don't forget that. Then the next year, he go he misses time because of a concussion. Then and then last year he had a, he was concussed, missed time again. So it's like, you know, we have three years that are in a row. For the first one, they set it off in the goddamn Super Bowl. People don't forget that. Then the next year, people spent like a you know a high second round, early third round draft capital on Brandon Cooks, only to miss him for you know for you know chunks of the season. Then the next year, he's still like a back of the third round value, which was last season. And then he did the same thing. So it's like, I, and now that you know he's in a whole new team, he's in he's going in like the sixth round, seventh round. Sometimes I see him. I'm not mad at Brandon Cooks taking a shot on him because he's he's probably going to be my third receiver if I have him there. You know what I mean? And like you would assume, I mean, he he, he I mean he played with Hall of Fame caliber quarterbacks except for you know Jared from Subway. And then now he has, you know, the black Jesus himself, Deshaun Watson. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. Um, listen, I I cannot take a flyer on a guy who has a nickname concussion cook. With where the <laughs> NFL is, with where the NFL is on safety yeah. and preventing head injuries, Man, if he gets one concussion, he's going to miss the whole freaking year. This is true. I mean, you know who's in that same boat? Devontae Freeman. Jordan Reed. You know what I mean? Uh, who else? Um, man, these guys. Yeah, but those two specifically. Jordan Reed and, and Devontae Freeman, where it's like they doc, they get another concussion. A doctor might be like, no, you can never play again. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Jordan. But, wait, is Jordan Reed still in the league? Yeah, he, got, he just signed with the Niners. How is that guy even? Like, <laughs> clearly, he has had he's had too many concussions. He would have been on. The, he's a guy who who would have been on this list if we did if every year if we do this show before for the last five years. He would have been on this list. Oh, hundred <laughs> percent. Like I said, he he's clearly not thinking straight to even come back to football. Well, I mean, That's maybe, how many head maybe he's, he's yeah. Had. I was about to say <laughs> good point, Doc. I was about to say that. Well, oh, well. So here's the thing. So Cooks. What, like, well, first of all, <laughs> I said he went from two Hall of Fame caliber quarterbacks to Jared from Subway. That's probably one of my my worst nicknames because it's just it's horrible. It's basically me calling Jared Golf a pedophile. <laughs> you remember that guy, right? Jared from Subway. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Yeah! Oh remember? my god! Yeah! yeah. Yes. <laughs> That's my nickname for him, and then I call Deshaun oh. Watson. I call him Black Jesus because I've seen him go blind on the field and then get his sight back and then throw a touchdown pass. Remember that shit? I he, know. He got oh, kicked yeah. in the eye, and he, in, in my version, he went blind. And then the, God gave him gave him sight. Ah! And also, I call him oh. Black Jesus because when he throws the ball, like when when he's surveying the field and he's looking for his receiver, perpetual light shines upon his target. You know what I'm saying? Black Jesus. Oh, my God. That's so great. Yeah. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, Sight John to Watson, the blind. He, that's, a, that's a fair thing. Yeah, and, like, I think even with with no DeAndre Hopkins there, he doesn't have one guy he feels like he can force. He has to force feed. So maybe, maybe Cooks and all of them, they might not be reliable week to week because – it's going to be Deshaun Watson being able to actually play ball. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's not just like, okay, yeah. I got to throw it at this guy. Now we could, we're really going to see Deshaun Watson for real. Like, we're really going to see him this time. Man, yeah, that could that could be true. No, that's, no, that's funny you think about it. Deshaun Watson, he has two injury-riddled, injury-prone yeah, he, wide even, receivers. And even... And then even himself, like his playing style, and he kind of has like a wiry frame. You know what I mean? Like he, he takes a beating too. You know what I mean? It's like 
I, I think like you know they're, they're trying to do their best Chiefs impersonation. They got all kind of speed over there. They got a track team. They got Brandon Cooks. He's he's a burner. Will Fuller burner. You know what I'm saying? Goddamn, uh, uh, Kenny Stills. He's a burner too. You know what I mean? And it's like, you know, what I mean, like, they're gonna we're really gonna see him as yeah. a passer. Like it, it's not just one guy who you're just gonna hyper target because he has hell of a catch, a contested catch rate. You know, like with you know with, with Nuke Skywalker because obviously he has the force. You know what I'm saying? But he ain't there no more. Oh yeah. He over there with Kyler Wren. You know what I'm saying? So okay, so now let's talk. Let's talk about his. Let's talk about his partner now. Let's talk about Will Fuller. Cause first of all, flat out, not fuck. I don't fuck with Will Fuller. I don't do it. I don't care. I just don't ever fuck with him. Even though he's like extremely that. cheap, he's extremely cheap. He's like an eighth oh, rounder, yeah. ninth rounder. He is extremely cheap, and I think. It's like yeah, chicken or the egg, right. though. You have to. It's chicken like or the, the past egg. Couple year, the past couple years, you take him because of his potential. Yeah, and also and because then, he would be opposite. He's one of the, he's one of the craziest burners in the game, and he was opposite Nuke, oh Nuke Skywalker. You know what I mean? Like exactly. I, like our, our defensive coordinators are they going to always bracket cover Will Fuller now? Like what? You know they you know because you you always had to commit double coverage to Nuke. So it's like, you know, I'm curious to see how it's happening. And like, hey, if he blows up, I will have no problem being wrong about him. Because I'm just not fucking with Will Fuller V. Will Fuller the fifth. Right. No, if you, listen, if you can, if he can stay healthy, he's going to have a great season. Listen, on this show, you know what I'm saying? It's been a run-on theme. And it's mainly because Will Fuller for some odd reason, when he has those blow-up games, he started against me. So I have a vendetta against him. I hate Will oh, Fuller. See, I hate Will see, Fuller Will the fifth. Fu- I hate Will Fuller the fourth. I hate the grandpappy. <laughs> I hate the pappy's pappy. Oh. <laughs> oh, see, here, listen. I'm I'm the opposite. The reasons that I have a problem with Will Fuller is because every time I have Will Fuller, he has a blow-up game. He's sitting on my bench because I was afraid to start him. Because Will Fuller is Will Fuller is like he's just a high upside flex to me. Like you roll him out there, you get either like zero or you get thirty. You know what I mean? Yeah, maybe not zero, but you know you get like next to nothing or you get the blow up game, and like you have to start him every week or you're gonna miss out. Yeah, yeah, you're gonna get yeah, you'll get three points. You'll get three point six points. I don't like him. Points. I don't like his daddy. I don't like the grandpappy. I don't like the great grandpappy. Fuck the whole lineage. Oh my! Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> Will oh, Fuller the fifth. Oh man, that's so bad. Listen, when my son plays fantasy football, when he's when he grows up, and Will Fuller the eighth is out there, we won't like him neither. <laughs> You're gonna breed that into him. You feel me? Okay, so uh, oh. but you know, go go on. You had you anything else about, about, about Fuller? No, just uh, you know, if you're gonna take him, you need to be careful. You know, you mess with a snake, you can get bit. Okay, so check this out, Doc. You know what I'm saying? We're, this one, this one's definitely like he's just has bad luck and he's injury prone. But bro, where he's going in drafts, sixth round. And he has potential to be a top 12 fucking every time he's on the field. Motherfucking A.J. Green. Oh, man. Like, he's like, I have trouble ranking him because I want to get crazy, put him in the top, like, outside the top 12 because, you know, I feel like he could surpass that even. Like, I feel like he could, you know, barring any injury... You know what I'm saying? With, with a defense that's going to give up a lot of points, it's going to be a ton of volume. He's the number one guy, super talented. He's a top five talent when he's healthy, If you, in my opinion, or at least over the years. I mean, he's a little older now, but damn, A.J. Green, if he hits and he's like your receiver three or even your flex, like it's crazy. His upside is so crazy, but God damn, it's been so long that we've seen him because of injuries. I, th- I think A.J. Green... Is getting drafted on history. Like, 
of, you of know, course. fond memories. Of course he We're is. drafting him on fond memories when he was your number one receiver. Um, I'm not I'm not drafting A.J. Green. I'd rather have Tyler Boyd. I'd rather have the, I think, in especially in the Dynasty League, I'd rather have well, that rookie, they, what, T. Higgins, that's the name, yep, right? Yep, Higgins. Yeah, I I take I take either one. I don't of the three receivers, just the top three receivers. I'm not going to take AJ Green. He hasn't proved anything lately. Yeah, I mean, shit. He took a whole year off, and then that year before that, I think he played like nine games, eight games. I mean, shit. I should have wrote this down, but either way, he missed a ton of time, and like it's just one injury, one reaggravation of an injury to the next, but. I mean, taking that whole year off was a business decision. You know what I mean? Now and then, and then oh, yeah. he's playing under the franchise tag. They really, they really can run him until he's dead. They have no quarrels of doing this. If he wants to play elsewhere, he's gonna want to get on that field because, like you said, like you know, people are they're drafting him on fond memories. It's not like he'll be able to get an opportunity with another team after this year. You know what I'm saying? Unless they they just doing it on fond memories, like hey, I remember him with Andy Dalton, like you know he it has to translate. He had like he's kind of forced to have a prove it year to himself. But like I just I don't know, man. Like I mean, I guess sixth round, I might not be afraid to take a shot there. You know what I mean? Because he's you know maybe he's depth. Maybe I have three receivers already. You know what I mean? And, but but still, it's just like. I don't know, man. I guess I guess I would have to compare it to who's in that range and what I need in in that time of the draft. I would most likely go with other depth because listen, you said he's playing on a uh, franchise tag. Yep. I guarantee you, he set the record for fastest uh, signing of a franchise tag. Because <laughs> he's like, wait, wait, I can make top five money. I've been a top five receiver in years. This is fantastic. Yeah. But I will argue, before we move on to the next name, I will argue, when he's on the field, he threatens that top five production for that, for that yeah, week. Yeah, one, one day on the field. Yeah. Here's another guy. This is okay. interesting. This, this, you know, I had to throw a Niner in here. We're going to talk about my man, Debo. And here's the thing, man. You know, shout, shout out to the gang. Bang, bang. But, you know, Debo, his injury history goes all the way back to college, bro. His collegiate days. I, I wasn't aware of this till I looked it up. This motherfucker, even in the league, even when he came to the league, he had a hamstring. Like he gets all kind of injuries: hamstrings, shoulder, you know, ankle, you know, a broken ankle or broken foot. Like just all kind of shit. Hip. You know what I mean? Like even his rookie year, he got hurt in the preseason, and goddamn, uh, or it might even been training camp. I just remember him not I mean him starting off the year with limited snap count cuz he was hurt. I mean obviously he was a rookie so he's going to get a limited snap count but it wasn't until he was fully healthy week 8 and by this time they had Manny Sanders so it was like you know he you know he got you know secondary coverage and and uh yeah bro he, you know the rest is history but still like Debo are you taking a shot at him cuz he's definitely failing. He's going in like he's he's going in that that later mid rounds. I mean I don't know. Like, it looks like he's I on guess, track. He's on track to start week one. I can't. I can't figure out the 49ers receivers. That's true. Good point. Like all together, like, I've struggled with them the past few years. I feel like I've taken. I feel like I've had Debo Samuel on one of my teams. I don't remember. Um, I remember swooping him up everywhere but, off the waiver wire. I was like, hell yeah. All right, but I feel like that I I can't take a 49ers wide receiver. I don't think they're consistent enough, and so that's why I mean, I it is a run. It is a run first team, and in and in the main the main look, the main the first read is usually Kittle through the air. So I don't blame you. I mean, and and then even more so than the receivers, I feel you know the 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 secondary option in the passing game is looking towards them running backs. You know what I mean? Yeah, especially, you know, Raheem Mostert, the way he played last year, he's, he was great out of the backfield. I mean, well, here's the thing. He was I out of the backfield. Maybe maybe because he only had 14 receptions. But it could be maybe they just didn't use him specifically in that facet 
because I mean, obviously we had Brita, you know, we had sprinkled in a little bit of uh, uh, Jeff William, uh, Williams Jr. We had some Tevin Coleman out of the backfield. Like it was kind of hard, to, it just almost as hard to pinpoint the goddamn receiving option, you know, at the receiver position on the Niners than it is to actually pinpoint the running back that's going to catch the ball. You know what I mean? Right, and so you see why I am afraid of taking a receiver on the 49ers. Yeah. So I'm not even I'm not even basing it on Debo Samuel's injury history. Like who knows? So his, you think his, you think his situation on... is ultimately hurt? I mean, and the granted, they you have you, you have a uh, Jalen Turd, and that's what I call him because he's he fucking shitting on our season last year. Jalen Turd coming back. You got um. You got uh, uh they drafted Ayuk, you know what I'm saying? Ayuk and no Okay, so let, let's switch yeah. gears. Let's switch gears back to the QB position. Let's talk about some Cam Newton, man. Superman. You know what I'm saying? He's over there. Now he's now he's the new apprentice for the evil emperor himself. You know what I'm saying? There you know Tom Brady's gone. A lot of sh- big big Uggs to fill. But, you know, Cam Newton's like, man, fuck those Uggs. Where's my Mary Janes? You know what I mean? Man, listen, I could see Cam Newton wearing some Uggs. I've seen the stuff he wears. But, but listen, no, no, but listen, I, I see him wearing Mary Janes, though. That's for sure. He's like, give me the Valenciagas that look like socks. You know what I'm saying? Oh, man. Yeah, but what about Cam Newton, though? I mean, here's a guy also... Oh my god! I can't believe I just said that. Here's a guy. That's like the most cliche analyst thing to say. Here's a guy. Anyways, here's a guy, Cam Newton. Right, one year prove it deal. I think we might see the old Cam because they have no quarrels of just running his ass into the dirt. Right. Oh, I mean, exactly. I mean, Carolina. I... The Carolina. They tried to put bubble wrap on his ass the last couple of years because they're paying him so much goddamn money. And he was just—he was running the ball so much, getting hurt. Oh yeah, you couldn't—you could not have him on your fantasy team the past couple of years because he just wasn't reliable. But when he and, in, in Carolina, when he was healthy, you know, for majority of seasons, like like because he did—he did have a year he had a concussion or or, or whatever it was, and he missed a couple of games. But he still—he still finishes top four. Like the the worst he's finished. And those years where he played like, you know, 90% of the season was like at, you know, QB4. I mean, oh, I... Bro, when he's, when he's healthy, I love Cam Newton. Fuck yeah. On a fantasy team, especially on a fantasy team, because he runs that ball. And that, that those are sneaky fantasy points when the quarterback Fuck runs yeah. the ball. Because you don't need, the, you don't need have, such an upside... You don't need you don't need all the like you know for your quarterback you know obviously you want like a three hundred yard passing game but if he only has like two hundred or two fifty but then you add like you know fifty sixty on the ground that you know what I mean that's that's the shit right there exactly and I love I love the situation he's going in you me know, too I, the the Patriots bro this is one of the ones I was dead game. on bro I was dead accurate on this one like. I, like right when the Panthers released him, I said, "Wait till all this, all the dust settles." And it's so awesome because I'm doing the podcast where like I can go back and chop a clip where I said this shit. You know what I mean? Because that's the first thing I did. Right. The first thing I did was repost one of my old posts. You know what I mean? From from one of my old shows oh. where I was saying, oh, "Yo, okay. you know," because people were like, "Oh, he's gonna go to Pittsburgh or he's gonna go to L.A." I was like, "No, no, no. He's gonna go where Josh McDaniels has a mobile QB playbook." In in New England, where where when he was with the Broncos, he had Tim Tebow. If he can make Tim Tebow a thing, he could definitely do some damage with Killer Cam Superman himself. My, I mean, seriously, that is talk about a miracle worker making Tim Tebow yeah. look like a good quarterback. Tim Tebow to me was a fullback that was throwing the ball. Oh my, that is the oh yeah. Hundred percent. He was a fullback that was essentially a signal caller. You know what I'm saying? Yep, exactly. Uh, but, yeah, that's exactly a fullback signal caller. And, and Cam exactly Newton's actually Cam Newton's a good QB. Like, I, yes, he is. He he can be inaccurate. Like you know, I, like I describe him wildly inaccurate, but still, like, yo, he's he, his accuracy is, is with the big arm. 
I mean, his, his inaccuracy is with the big arm. His accuracy is in the short game because he developed that over the last couple of years with, you know, a, a players like a CMC or even Greg Olson for, for a lot of his career. You know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah. Yeah, bro. Like, that shorter A dot is he's going to kill it with Edelman and, and, and James White. And you know what I mean? 